fraud, scam, sham, flim-flam. There's no shortage of bad people seeking to cause harm to unsuspecting consumers and businesses by stealing their identity and their finances. Of course, that includes crypto scams. Today's show is focused on how to avoid various types of scams, and we've got an expert on board to help us navigate it all. Julia Betanovskaya of NDAX has the 411 on this space, and you don't want to miss any of it. This information may save you or a loved one from experiencing great loss. We're also pleased to announce that we'll be hosting and emceeing a live virtual event focused exclusively on the digital collectible world. We'll be joined by our friend and business partner, Jeremy Bourne of Coin Genius, to discuss the upcoming NFT Day 2020. I said a hip hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip hop hopping, you don't stop the rock to the bang bang boogie, so upjunk the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. It's the Bad Crypto Delight, episode number 436 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Travis Wright, and he's here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm unprepared. I didn't know a rap was going to be shared. I didn't know either until I got to, you know, at the end of writing that teaser. And for some reason, Rapper's Delight just popped up. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. You delivered some delight right there. There we go. A little Rapper's Delight, a little Bad Crypto Delight. And the purpose of this show is to inform and delight you via infotainment. I'm Joel Com. That's Travis Wright. And we are here for you. Yeah, and you know who else delights you? Who's that? eToro. They do. eToro delights you. You know, they have a wide variety of cryptos for trading, and uh, you can build an amazing diversified portfolio with 14 of the most crypto popular cryptos in the world. Super crypto-y. And uh, for more than a decade, they've been around for a while. This is not an upshoot early, early startup. They've been around leading the global fintech revolution. And not only that, if you sign up for this, we're going to give you $50 of worth of Bitcoin, right? Double delight. <clears throat> Double delight. And so the link to that is badco.in forward slash eToro. And what's great about it, zero commission trading on eToro. You get $50 worth of free Bitcoin. They have copy trader, which allows you to copy trades of top crypto traders. And you get $50 worth of free Bitcoin once you sign up and do the stuff. And you get in, you get to see your profit and loss right there. And immediately you start off with a profit of $50 worth of Bitcoin. What are you waiting on? We've talked about this. Uh, go badco.in forward slash eToro for $50 worth of Bitcoin once you sign and up and do your things. All the delight that you can possibly handle. I love the light. This is a really important show, Travis. This conversation with Julia is really, I mean, you know, there's a lot of shows we do that are informative, some of them more entertaining, but the content that she shared here is super important. And if you think you're not vulnerable to scams or frauds, um, this is going to open your eyes and the information here, like this is one you're going to want to pass on to others, especially those that are just getting into the crypto space, because they are certainly amongst the most vulnerable. Say, you know what, listen to this before you go transacting and de doing stuff with crypto. So you're forewarned and you know what to look for. Yeah, I think this is one of the ones that you're going to want to pay attention to. And we thought maybe we should do a clickbait 
title for this. Bad crypto gets scammed. <laughs> but then we decided not to do that. We're not going to do that. And after this interview, we've got this big news about NFT Day, and you guys do not want to miss this. So let's go to the interview with Julia, and then we'll talk a little nifty. Scams, shams, flim flams. There's a lot of fraud out there, gang. It's no different in the crypto world than in the fiat world, in the insurance scam world, in the Nigerian um, king, prince world, whatever. People out there doing bad stuff. And we have the chief compliance officer with Index.io with us today. Uh, her name is Julia Baranovskaya. Did I nail it? Yes, you did. Thank you. Nailed it. We're just going to call her Julia B, because you know, that's just easier. She's the chief compliance offer at the National Digital Asset Exchange in Calgary. She's a founding team member of NDAX and actually has a storied bio around the uh, being in the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners. And we're going to talk a lot about various scams that are out there today, red flags to watch for so that you will not be a victim of fraud and Julia B, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you, thank you for having me here. We pride ourselves on pronouncing names almost properly, almost exactly, <laughs> not quite. So tell, tell us a little bit about Index. So Index is a cryptocurrency trading platform. Uh, we started here in Calgary, Alberta in Canada, for those of you that listen from overseas. Um, hey. From day one, we've uh, been doing things by the book. So we did a lot of uh, um, things right, such as registering as a money service business with FinTrack, um, implementing very strong compliance rules and procedures within the platform. And uh, as part of our mission is just to really bring that legitimacy to the space as a cryptocurrency um, trading businesses or any kind of businesses related to crypto are really always had that really dark shadow over them. That is true. Very dark. And I was actually really excited. I went to index.io and I was like, oh, what? Bitcoin's at 12,700? Oh, wait, that's Canadian dollars. Oh, you got me all excited there for a like second. The bigger numbers up there in Canada, eh? Yeah. So this is this is for the folks in Canada for the most part to to do their trading on. I, I noticed there's you know and you don't normally see this, right? Normally it's you know BTC to USD. Here it's BTC to CAD and LTC to CAD and ETH to CAD. So this is great. How many uh, how many exchanges are there currently up there in Canada now, eh? Um, there are a few uh, cryptocurrency exchanges. Uh, however, with the new regulations that just came in place, uh, we are expecting those numbers to go down. Um, mm -hmm. There were a few bad players that just recently closed their doors. Um, so we're really trying to legitimize the space and to be one of the leading sources for Canadians to buy their cryptocurrency. Very nice. Very good. So you are a specialist in the area of uh, fraud, online fraud, especially. And we've seen an increase in online fraud. In fact, I think, Travis, we recently covered this in bad news that during the COVID-19 pandemic, there's been an increase of like 75 percent, which to me, that makes sense because people are home and they're on their computers more and they're scared and they're more likely to make mistakes. But maybe just kind of talk about the general data of what's happened 
since the pandemic and lockdown and, and why you think that we've seen this increase? Yeah, we have seen quite a significant increase as well on our platform of detected fraud cases. Um, so we just uh, did a little bit of analysis on the platform in the last few quarters. And I have seen from Q4 of 2019 to Q1 of 2020 about 300% increase in uh, detected fraud cases. And then um, from Q1 to Q2, another 160% increase, which uh, is still climbing up as we speak. Um, I, I was actually just dealing with something earlier today. Uh, once again, elderly client was uh, a victim of fraud, which always just uh, honestly hurts my feelings so much because those are the most vulnerable people that get uh, attacked by those fraudsters. And of course, there's a huge increase, um, as you said, with COVID. Um, we definitely have not seen the same levels of fraud uh, prior to COVID, but with a lot of people losing their jobs, um, with people looking for job opportunity online, with people for looking for alternative type of investment to the traditional uh, financial instruments that we you know, typically used to trade, and they've been through a bit of a roller coaster in the last few months, um, all those people are just um, you know, easy prey for the scammers. Hmm. I'm a little confused. I thought we were going to teach people how to scam today. Is it, oh, is that is what it, we're talking about? This, you should have told me earlier. I was going to tell them how to not. Well, <laughs> Travis wants so to go fishing right now. They're like, oh, man, we thought we were going to learn how to be fraudulent. It's bad crypto. It's not naughty crypto. There's a, there's a difference. <laughs> difference. So, so when you talk about a 300% increase and 160% increase, like what kinds of fraud are you seeing? Are you seeing like people set up accounts in pe people's names? Are you seeing people trying to hack into their accounts? Specifically, what are you seeing? What kind of fraud is out there that people need to be aware of? Yeah, we definitely see all kinds. Um, and some of the most recent ones, um, as I mentioned, with just a new dynamic with uh, all this COVID uh, going on right now, the people are looking for jobs. So this is one of the frauds that um, we have detected recently. And um, there's a few things that we obviously learned from it. Um, so, for example, somebody just recently lost a job. They're looking for something that they could do online. Um, typically, customer support representative that you could, uh, you know, maybe answer chat or calls for some company. Um, those are the jobs that people are looking for. And a lot of times, non-skilled workers and, you know, people that are in the lower socioeconomic group, um, they, they typically look for those jobs. So when they post their resumes online, quite often they get contacted by different companies. And what we have seen, some companies with contact, they look very legitimate. Um, they provide uh, a really good offers to those people. And typically, you know how they say, um, if it looks too good to be true, most likely it is. That's exactly the case. Uh, if you're looking for a part-time job and somebody's offering you a full-time job, um, there's probably a red flag there. Or, you know, offering a pay-for-full-time job, I should say. There's definitely a red flag there. And what they, what those fraudsters have done with the people that I have seen, they actually encourage them to open an account with us on Index. So people, legitimate people, will go in, provide all the information, open an account with Index, and the fraudsters would tell them to deposit a little amount of money um, to NDAX and then transfer to um, their new employer um, to convert to confirm their Bitcoin address so we, they can pay them in cryptocurrency in the future. And so those people would actually deposit a small amount, send it to fraudsters. The fraudsters would quickly reimburse them, which provides that, um, you know, sense a full sense of security that my money is coming back. 
So, and after that, the fraudsters would tell them that, oh, sorry, that was an issue. We were not able to verify your address. Could you please send us a little bit more money? And effectively, people would get scammed on thousands of thousands of dollars. But in majority of the time, you know, is people that are looking for those jobs that are really need for those jobs at that time. Um, so we had um, and one of, you know, how we discovered it and how we first came across it was actually one of the clients that I had communication with. I established that relationship. She actually called me to when she found out that there was no job. She lost $3,000 and there was no way to get it back. And she was crying mm. the phone because she could not put the food on the table for her kids. Wow. And, and it's just really, really sad when you see things like that. So that's we, the worst kind of scammer. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, here are these people that are broke or just hanging on for dear life. And let's scam them out of the last of their money. So with every scam like that, we implement new internal rules and controls. Uh, we try to uh, prevent those things from happening. It is really, really hard from our end to do that just because of the type of scams. Um, on the other hand, we have seen where they tricked people of getting access to their computer where they can use client information in real time and access it, our accounts and open account with us. And with those scams, typically they're elderly people um, that are looking for you know, a stable retirement income or somebody calls them and they sound very professional on the phone and they tell you, invest a little bit of money with me and I'll make lots and lots of money for you. That's always a red flag. If somebody's promising you um, you know, huge returns or set returns, most likely it is a scam. And um, I have seen elderly people. And in fact, I was just dealing with 81-year-old customer who gave fraudsters full access to his computer um, just because he didn't know how to do things online. So he was quite thankful to them to be that they were able to access his computer, um, help him to open an account, they access his bank account information and start transferring money. Oh, no. So because we were able to interfere um, just at the beginning of the scam, he was actually um, he, the only money that were transferred out was $3,000, which we have custody of at this point in time, and we will be reimbursing the client. Um, and this is not the first time, and this is definitely not the last time. Well, I mean, it's like, okay, we finally got grandma online. And, you know, for a lot of people who really haven't used the Internet, it's it can be scary and intimidating and daunting. And and then they, you know, they get this message from somebody and it seems like they're trying to help them. And and it, easy prey. Right. To, to Absolutely. fall for this stuff. So, Absolutely. Watch grandma. Yeah, and that was exactly the case with another uh, a little lady um, who did exactly the same thing, um, gave access to her computer, to her banking information, to her ID, to her SIN number, and that is social insurance number, which is your identifier for um, Canadian Revenue Agency, which is a very important information that's a private information that you would never want anybody to have. Um, and uh, by the time we realized that she was going through a scam, she was actually telling me that the two gentlemen that called her, they were extremely professional. They were very lovely to talk to, and they promised her significant returns. So she could not um, just, you know, close her eyes on that. She wanted to invest and invest immediately. By the time we found out that she was going through a scam, they effectively withdrew $6,000 from her bank account. Um, just once again, because we were able to catch it so quickly, 
the bank was working with us closely and they were able to return the money back to the customer. Mm. But this is happening over and over again. And this is one of the reasons why we wanted to put that message out there because there's a lot of things that people could do from their side to prevent that from happening. Now, are any of these people getting caught? Like, I mean, these people, these criminals that are doing this stuff, is there any like sort of honey traps or anything that's, that's set up to, 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 to try to start tracking down who these people are, where they're from? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, we work very closely with law enforcement um, in, in Calgary and Alberta, as well as other jurisdictions. And it does get a little tricky. Um, when there's multiple jurisdictions involved, um, there's obviously a lot of different levels of law enforcement. We do uh, we are registered, as I mentioned earlier, with FinTrack, and that is a governmental agency that basically collects all the information and then sends it to the right um, jurisdictions or to the right, uh, right law enforcement. So we always work closely with them, and we provide all the information that we collect um, on the fraud detection. Um, on the other hand, I work very closely with the clients that have been victims of fraud. So there's always few steps that the clients can take from their end to prevent themselves from ever going through this ever again and to pr protect their information um, that was already exposed and leaked to those fraudsters from being used again against them. So some of the things that I always tell the clients, and this is really important steps to take if you think, if you either think you've been a victim of fraud, um, you know, as resetting all your passwords online. So that's a really good practice. Even if you, uh, if you have not been a victim of fraud, resetting your passwords often on any of your online bank uh, platforms, such as banking or your governmental um, uh, agencies' accesses, those are going to be really important. Keep them strong. Keep them protected. Make sure that you use very complex uh, um, uh, letters and number combinations in your passwords. So, you know, um, your date of birth or your dog's name probably not going to be a good idea. Um, so that's definitely one of the things. If you have been the victim of fraud, definitely reporting to your local law enforcement. Um, so I always tell the clients there's actually no a minimum that you know, amount of money that you have to lose to be uh, considered to be a victim of fraud. In addition to that, in Canada, we have a fraud prevention unit uh, where clients can file information online. Um, some of the other things is uh, filing a report with a credit bureau because credit bureau can, if you've been the victim of fraud, they can put a flag on your information. So if anybody ever takes your information and goes to apply for a credit or a loan, you will be notified immediately and your information is not going to be used to obtain those extra credits on your name that you would not even know about. And uh, so we have the credit agencies like Equifax and TransUnion that, that could definitely do that for you. So those are just kind of a, a few things that you could do to prevent your identity um, you know, uh, from being used over and over again. So so say you were, you were talking about how there's ways that people can get their information off of whatever it's on, like if they've been hacked before or that information is out there and other scammers are finding it, right? Like what do they do then? What if they're on the dark web? I mean, cause I know that whenever there was a bunch of hacks here in America where the credit bureau Experian and like my social security number and stuff was released on the dark web. And then somebody used my information to swap my SIM card on T-Mobile and it created a whole issue. Like what are the, what are folks to do if they are on, on the dark web? How do they clean it up aside from switching your passwords? 
Yeah, and it's uh, it's a definite it's a great question to tell you the truth, and uh, it is something that uh, I don't think anybody would have a full clear answer to at this point in time. But those are kind of the steps that you could take as the law enforcement. Uh, you know, maybe a certain um, such you know information such as SIN number, you could flag them through those credit agencies. Um, certain information that you could reset. Um, if your passport has been stolen, report it immediately. Get a new ID. Um, so those are the things that you need to and do. Pray. To Probably pray is good. Pardon? Pray. Yeah, you could definitely do that. That's an option. <laughs> That's an option. Um, and hope for the best, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess when you're when you are online, there's definitely things that you could do to prevent yourself from even going through that. So um, a lot of times we're online and there's that screen pops up in front of you. And there's some really interesting message that, you know, there's the cream that can make you a thousand years younger looking. And there's a, you know, investment that you can invest in and will make you 700% back in returns. Don't click on those messages. Um, those are typically scams. They will get you into it. They'll get your information. That information will be used eventually against you. If something looks too good to be true, most likely it is. So don't give them information. Run. Um, if there's a sense of urgency in the messaging, I would probably hang up if you got a phone call from somebody and they're giving you this one-time opportunity, one-time deal. Most likely, this is not a good idea to take it right away. Ask for information by email. Look that company up. That would be a really good start to actually just search through Google. Mm -hmm. that I'll always, what I'll do is I'll, I'll search their name plus scam. And see if anybody else has typed or written an article about their scam. Like I'm right now, like index scam. I'm like, is it is Julia scamming us right now? But that's not always even that's not a good idea because a lot of people will leverage that to you know pull eyeballs in. You know, is such and such a scam? And the whole point of the right. video no. they make is to sell you on that thing. Mm -hmm. So you you know even trusting that is difficult. You could type in Joel Com scam and somebody wrote something about me I don't know, 15 years ago when I sold an ebook and made a mistake in the way I marketed it and somebody put something out there. Uh, but, you know, asking other people is also uh, a good method, right? Because you might not find what you're looking for searching, but going onto a social site, has anybody had experience with these people, this company, this product? Mm -hmm. And uh, people will tell you if they have been scammed. Absolutely. That's all the great advice. And that's definitely steps to take. And, you know, you're just bringing up that ebook uh, business of yours. Um, you know, then you, you find that information, you evaluate it, right? Is that something that could be potentially helpful to me? Absolutely not. I could still talk to you and have a great conversation. And I know you're not scamming me at this point in time. I hope. <laughs> but, you know, that research, definitely you do have to do that. You have to make sure that the company that is asking for your information actually exists. I'm just confused what all the, the hubbub is about frogs online. I mean, they're green, they're, you know, they jump, they hop. What's wrong with frogs? I mean, people can be online. Why can't frogs be online? <laughs> they, are, they are great, they are great. <laughs> I thought you were gonna jump in there, Travis, and, and do an Emily Latella on me or something. <clears throat> I don't know what, I, what Emily Latella is. Joel? Don't you remember on uh, um, Saturday Night Live, it was a Gilda Radner character. What's that? What is it? Big deal with this. And then. Oh, okay. He, I Chase with Turner's. No, no, Emily. Not not frogs online. Frauds online. And she'd look at the camera and go, oh. 
Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm too old for all y'all. Nobody knows. Okay. You know what? I was I was just a little kid then. Yeah. Roseanne Rodana Dana is about all I remember. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> right on. So what's what's next for index? Now you guys are you guys are I noticed you guys have what about eight to ten cryptos that can be traded right now. Is there any any other interesting news that's uh, going to be popping up for the folks there in Canada? Yeah, definitely. We are working on quite a few different things. There's not a lot of things that I would be able to tell you guys today, but maybe on another time. Oh, come on. You can tell um, us. <laughs> uh, we are currently working very closely with the regulators. Um, as we've been very compliant from day one, this is a very important step in the process. Um, there's new regulations that just came out uh, from FinTrack, uh, which we had to update certain processes. However, we're saying that it did not affect us as much as some other cryptocurrency exchanges or cryptocurrency trading platform and other crypto-related businesses, um, as we had everything um, set up the same way from day one. Um, on the other side, we are working on another very exciting project with... Um, Canadian-based bank, and that's oh. all what I can tell you about that. Ooh, you're and so the, compliant. The news, the news will be coming out soon. There are a few projects that we're working on, and uh, we're expanding, and we're looking at adding additional cryptocurrency, additional pairs to the platform. So there's a lot to watch for. Such a tease. So teasy. Yes. you got to keep it that way, right? <laughs> well, Julia B., we appreciate you coming on, sharing some uh, ideas for how to not be scammed by frauds and frogs. And uh, ndax.io, if you're Canadian and want to trade the cryptos, is the place to go. So thanks again. Thank you so much for having me here. There's this thing out here called NFTs. You guys heard of them? I'm, sure, vaguely, sure. I'm vaguely familiar. Yeah, non-fungible <laughs> tokens. It's a big deal. We are down, down, down the rabbit hole, gang. And a lot of people are starting to see that the future of digital collectibles is going to be huge, massive, gigantor. And because of that, when our friend Jeremy Bourne of Coin Genius approached us and say, hey, what would you guys think of putting on an event and call it NFT Day? We said... Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do that. Actually, we were more enthusiastic than that. Yeah, I think we actually were part of the process of coming up with the name and yep. putting some stuff together and being part of this whole thing as uh, as partners. So this is exciting. So this is this is a joint venture, bad crypto, uh, coin genius extravaganza. Mm. So Jeremy, welcome, welcome back, Jeremy. Thank you very much for having me yet again. You're a genius of the coin. <laughs> I try. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we did an event earlier this year, Virtual Blockchain Week, and then you did an event, what, about six weeks ago? Or yeah, was we even did there? our uh, first one called Collective Intelligence on April 10th, and then the second one was June 25th and 26th. So between, you know, the two of us are, uh, here, this will be our fourth event yep. of the uh, the year. Of course, I say two of us because Sooth and Sayer are actually one hero. Arr, we need a sound effect. <laughs> one growls and the other one burps. Yeah, one growls and the other one talks. So, Jeremy, we'll let yeah. you uh, present here this okay. uh, this thing. What is it? When is it? Who participates? Who's going to be there? What's it all about? Will there be nifties? 
Yes, all good questions. So really excited to announce NFT Day, August 28th, 2020. So it's coming up pretty quick. Um, the who's who of the NFT and digital collectible space is going to be there. So, you know, we have sponsors like Tops and Wax, uh, Phantasm Chain. Uh, the list goes on and on. Super Rare, uh, Nifty Gateway. Uh, there's so many folks that are joining us. And- hey, Jeremy, why don't you mute your phone while uh, yeah. it's because yeah. everybody uh, what that is, is everybody saying, I want to speak at Nifty exactly. Day, NFT Day. Exactly. Well, those, are, those are new sponsors that are just messaging in right yeah. now. They so are. They really are. Thing. You better get your ticket now. All right, there we go. So sorry about that. Hopefully uh, that stops it all. Uh, but yeah, really what we're trying to do is talk about NFTs and digital collectibles and the implications of the technology. Um, obviously, we're seeing since the initial launch of you know GPK or Garbage Pail Kids um, from Wax and Tops, you know, that sold out in about 27 hours. You fast forward to the next one, it sold out in an hour with their Tiger King release. And then you go to William Shatner, sold out in nine minutes. And then, of course, your guys right here, blockchain heroes, making records, selling out. Uh, really incredible. The experience is on point. Nifty Gateway is doing the same thing over there. They sell out within seconds every single time with all the releases. I think they're up to two drops a week. So it's really about sharing with the world what's going on in this space because in the grand scheme of things, the average person has no idea what an NFT even is. But we collectively, between myself, Travis, and Joel and our companies, are trying to bring this to the masses and educate people about how they can utilize this from corporations to athletes to artists um, to people with large IP holders like the Disney's of the world. They're all coming in, and the people that don't know yet are about to know. They're about to know. If you don't know, you're going to know. Yep. So NFT is kind of one of those words. It's not sexy. You're like, NFT, what the hell is that? <laughs> Nifty is a little more sexy. Yeah. Digital collectible is, is probably the sexiest. But there's a lot more use cases for NFTs than just digital collectibles, right? Yeah. So, so what are some of the topics that we're going to be covering on NFT Day? Yeah, so we're going to talk about how people are getting in the space, just the evolution of it. Um, we're going to talk about some of the technical aspects because you have people like Atomic Hub and you know Atomic Assets and doing some really incredible things, um, you know, with the protocol level. Uh, that's really critical um, to be able to expand upon this industry. Wax is doing some incredible things, especially with their wallet. Um, so, uh, so technical, uh, technical panels there, uh, but then we're also going to have, you know, on the road to how we're getting to a trillion dollars as an industry. What do we all collectively have to do together to move the industry forward and bring more mass adoption? And then we're going to have a panel with Dapper Labs as well, which is really interesting. And if you don't know about Dapper Labs doing some really great stuff, uh, creators of CryptoKitties, they just released NBA Top Shot. Uh, they'll be speaking. Uh, on a panel about getting athletes and artists, as well as corporations in a, into NFTs and the different use cases that exist that would allow them to do so. Now, you know, who are you going to find to MC this thing? I think that might be one of the biggest challenges. You know, I thought long and hard. I'm like, who are the perfect guys, you know, or one person, right? Sooth and Sarah, uh, <laughs> uh, that could actually accommodate this. I mean, you guys, you guys came to our summit, Collective Intelligence. We did a, a panel specifically around NFTs and digital collectibles. We had Tobin Lent from Tops and you guys and a few other folks uh, and Steve McKean. And you guys just really dove in and showed us the entire world, which blew my mind of crypto voxels, Decentraland, and all the things going on across the ecosphere. And that was by far the most popular panel. You guys did an incredible job. You guys have your nifty show. Everything that you guys do, you are the experts in this industry. So I thought there was nobody better uh, to lead this thing than you guys. So thank you for joining. Thank you. Again, it's it's like, I don't know that we're experts because there's so many unknowns. It's like, I don't don't think there are any experts in this space yet. It's probably just 
a bunch of pioneers tried a bunch of shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what wh- what are some of the things? Is there going to be a panel on like, you know, or a conversation around what makes you know Nifty's uh, like the the excitement around them and the opening the in the experience like because I know you've had you've 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 opened up a bunch and and we were having a conversation last night and you were saying that the blockchain heroes is really addictive to the opening of that what makes that what is what is the mechanism that makes these nifties you know somewhat addictive you know i was talking to one of our advisors jeremy gardner and one of the things that he says is you always have to have that gambling-esque type of aspect right to where you're gambling you're you're in a sense right uh you don't know what's coming in the pack it's always a surprise uh and because you guys have so many rare cards um especially in those hero packs it makes me want to sell my inventory then to buy new packs which is why you guys have a record of amount of packs opened in the set thus far i think what are you guys over 72 percent now uh, should be seventy two percent by the time this show wow. um, airs here on, on Sunday night. In a week, that's just crazy. It's, yeah. it's really crazy, but it's because you guys did it the right way, and you guys have these rare cards that still are out there. Nobody's opened them yet, and I think what some of the packs are going like three, five, six x uh, from the original price. So, I mean, people are making mm-hmm. secondary that's market. True. This is great. So, you know, looking last night, I was like going, yeah. I was like, I was going through, I was going through the pack ribs Telegram, and I was like, damn, there's not been a secret launched in a while and i was looking through and i was like there hasn't even been a mythic launch because you can go to that pack reps and you can literally see all the the packs and i was like all right time to open a couple packs and so i opened up two packs last night and i pulled uh i pulled a legendary uh secret scientist that's that's nice so he's not secret we're not the only ones that are experiencing this you know you mentioned um nifty gateway those guys sell out every you know time they do a drop and they had an auction recently for uh, an nft that sold is a piece of digital art that sold for fifty five thousand five hundred fifty five dollars and fifty five cents so this is you guys don't want to miss this nftday.com is the official site and jeremy why don't you talk about how you know what what are the different ticket levels and what do people get yeah, sure. Um, some other things before I get to the tickets that I think is really exciting uh, and is different than that of what you find at a typical conference. We're going to really highlight the space. You know, Dra- Travis and Jill are going to go and do basically a deep dive into the world of NFTs, digital collectibles, the virtual worlds. Um, so they'll take you on a really cool journey and basically show you the entirety of the industry to kick off the summit. And then after that, uh, we're going to do some displays of very rare NFTs from super rare um, to open see one of the biggest uh, secondary market sales, as well as um, what is it, uh, Nifty Gateway. So with all of those, you're going to see the best of the best that the NFT space has to offer. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to do a number of different giveaways. So you can watch this for free, which is great. So you know you can watch it, uh, you can register at the website nftday.com, um, and then you can also sign up for a 39.99 pack, which is for the collector, right? And the cool thing about this is when you sign up for these, you actually qualify to be able to get a free NFT along with that, as well as raffle tickets. And what we're doing in the raffle, we're giving away five to seven prizes uh, throughout the entire day. And these are donated by some of the best companies that are joining us, you know, including Wax and Dapper Labs, et cetera. So you have the chance to win rare NFTs. And we're going to do some one-of-one giveaways, so super rare pieces. So if you sign up, 
Uh, for that, the $40 package, and we also have a $99 package to where you get five free raffle tickets and you get invited to an exclusive VIP party with Travis, Joel, myself, and some of the other speakers and really ask questions and dive deep into the world of NFTs and, and find out everything you ever wanted to know. So this is going to be a great event, really excited about it, and we think it's pretty affordable. And on top of it, you get free NFTs along with it. It's a no-brainer for anybody that's interested in the space. I mean, the speaker roster is amazing. The bonuses you get for your ticket are amazing. You know, a whole day. I don't know why you wouldn't just sign up for the the ninety nine ninety nine deal, right? Exclusive entry into the VIP networking party, virtual goodie bag of NFTs and collectibles from the companies that are participating, five raffle tickets to get in the drawing for the rare NFTs, and the first 250 tickets are going to get a rare NFT Day digital collectible signed by myself and Mr. Travis Wright. I don't know what that is yet, but it's going to be cool. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Are we going to do some pack cracking? Oh, that's, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, we're going to have a session where we're just going to crack a bunch of packs open, uh, different types of packs. I know Wax is uh, contributing some packs, maybe even some older ones uh, that might be a little expensive on the secondary market. So they're really coming to the table strong uh, with Evan over there and William. So this is going to be great. And we're, who knows what we're going to unearth opening those packs. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to it. This is not the last you're going to hear of it. This is probably the first you're hearing of it. So go to nftday.com, get registered and do it fast. Be one of the first 250. We have a feeling that this day is going to be a blowout once uh, people hear about it. So thanks, Jeremy. We're looking forward to it. Same here. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. So there you go. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the information from Julia from Index. And then uh, hopefully you are also going to sign up. Honestly, just buy the whole day, get the VIP thing. Uh, there's no reason not to. If you're going to spend 50 bucks, spend 100. You get a lot more for it. Plus, you're going to get to come and hang out with us for the VIP party. Mm -hmm. and, and don't wait on this because the only the first 250 get the special autographed NFT. And we were talking offline a little bit about what that might be, Travis. Do you want to share that? Yeah, we were thinking it might be cool to do a special one of Soothsayer where, with uh, Joel and my autograph on it. What do we sign it? Do we sign it Sooth? And Sayer or what? I think we I think we put our real signatures on okay, it. We'll put our real signatures in there. Yeah. But that's not a one of. That is that that will go to the first two hundred and fifty that register for the event. But we can also do uh, you know a one of or something that we give away in the drawing. Something different. Mm, we could do like a super explosive one. Ooh, super soothy and super sayery. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That that's in a T day is going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of value in there, and I think most likely that if you sign up and for that $99, you're going to get some NFTs that who knows what the values of those could be worth someday because a lot of people aren't going to get those. So well, do what you can, have fun with it, and uh, you're going to be able to have a chance to listen to people who are leading the space and maybe inspire you to you know find ways that how you fit into the NFT world. Maybe you got an idea for NFTs. I mean, this, we're in an early, early pioneer mode on this, folks. So if you got an idea that's relevant to NFTs, this might be the place that sparks that. Right on. And, you know, feel free to reach out to us also if you've got a really good idea. Now, you know, I've done this before where I've solicited ideas from people and I'm going to tell you 99% of what comes to me, I'm like, no, that's not for me. It doesn't mean it's not a good idea. It just means it's not for me. But every now and then in my career, somebody has come to me with something and I'm like, you know, what? I want to work with you on that. 
So, you know, if there's uh, if you've got access to intellectual property or you've got a really good idea and you're like, you know, I want to I want to work with Travis and Joel on this, then, you know, what's the worst thing that happens? You pitch us, send us mm-hmm. an email to badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've we've, you know, gotten our feet wet in this. We understand how it works now. We've, you know, had a big success this first time out and you never know. We might end up working together. Yeah, I know that we were actually just having a conversation about like certain brands that would be really cool to to see them get on to the NFT world. We were talking about Mattel potentially with Hot Wheels. Mm. Like imagine that, like some of those old school Hot Wheels and making new NFTs of those. What could be cool about those is that you don't have to think, you, you can think outside of the rectangle. It could be just the car, like a car sticker of them. And that could be fun, put different uh, effects and different things on there. So there's a lot of different ideas. If, if you're connected to somebody who's got some really cool IP, uh, you know, Wax is doing some really awesome stuff with uh, with NFTs and we could help help guide them through all the landmines. Yes, we are available to be NFT advisors, not investors, but advisors. And we do advise you to go check out our sponsor because Divi Project is making some really big moves. You know, when we first encountered this project more than a year ago and signed up to advise them, um, their token was worth like a third of a penny and it's hit as high as eight cents. It's hovering somewhere between six and seven cents right now. They've got some big stuff coming out. Go to wallet.diviproject.org and start watching for what they're doing because we think that they're going to make some really big moves. Of course, as always, do your own due diligence. Oh, show. Anything else? For, not for this show. Not for this show? For this okay. show. Faux show. No is mo. Over show. The show is no mo. And so uh, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat and stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. See how I dropped it like that? I did the thing with the hand. Oh, that was very nice. If you listen to the show, I bet you're glad. Now it's the end, so stay bad. Oh, that's good. And bad all at the same time. That was kind of delighty.